Welcome to the OA Light a Candle Meeting Podcast. Visit our website at www.oalaig.org where you'll find several speaker feeds with over 400 speaker files, forms for ordering CDs for these speakers, and a place to donate to keep this special service active. I would now like to introduce our speaker for tonight, Rhonda. Hi, I'm Rhonda, um, compulsive over and under eater. Hi, Rhonda. Um, thank you for asking me to, to step in and lead. Um, always grateful for the opportunity to be of service and give back what was so freely given to me here. Um, I just celebrated six years of abstinence um, a few weeks ago, and I can't believe that much time has gone by. I was just talking to a few fellows before, and it's just a reminder, it's like, one day at a time. That's how I got here. Um, and I had many years out there where I didn't have hope, and that's what I have today. Um, and I have a connection with a higher power because of this program. And I think that's the biggest thing is I just, you know, I have faith now, and that's what I had the absence of before. So I'll just go back a little bit, what it was like, what happened, what it's like now. Um, I don't know if I was always a compulsive overeater, but I know I always like food, and uh, I found a lot of comfort in it as a child. Um, I grew up on a farm that was kind of in the, you know, felt like in the middle of nowhere to me, and I was really lonely there, and I had to ride, like, a long school bus ride to and from, and when I got home, I mean, the first thing I had to do was just have, like, a massive, like, snack. That was my thing. Get lost in TV. Um, yeah, and that was comforting to me. Um, and then I went through puberty kind of early and became very uncomfortable with my body and my weight. And I think that just, you know, set up a lot of future things for me that went on. I just always saw myself that way, even once I got through that stage of just, you know, being uncomfortable, feeling different, um, not feeling like I fit in, um, and wanting to change my body. And, um, I, you know, I got through that stage, I was probably like 13 or 14, I was um, introduced to the world of modeling, and um, I was told from the beginning, you're beautiful, but you need to lose weight. You know, it was always measuring, you know, my body. And for somebody that was, like, already insecure, it was like, I wanted the attention, um, but, you know, being told those things, I took them so, so personally. And this led to, you know, the next, like, 15 years of being on um, a yo-yo of, you know, dieting, restriction, binging, overeating, um, going up and down in weight. Like, probably a few hundred pounds I've lost and gained, like, over that amount of time, just, you know, continually. And the thing is, is... um, I always I, I had that in me that like I didn't want to feel what was really going on for me. So like food was a good way of like shoving that down. I didn't know how much anxiety I like I held in my body or felt every day until you know I came here and I you know stopped overeating. It's like this big gaping hole of anxiety that I felt, and you know pushing food down in there was like 
kind of a way of, of grounding. It definitely slowed that down, slowed my body down, and um, gave me something else to obsess about. You know, once I'd overeaten, it was obsessing about, you know, first how gross I was, how that happened, and then I would launch into how I'm going to take, you know, how am I going to get rid of this, or what am I going to do next? And I definitely um, had bulimic tendencies as well. You know, I had a period of taking laxatives, I over-exercised, um, I used to do lots of colonics, you know, I'd go for a colonic and come home and eat, because, you know, <laughs> I'm starving, everything's gone, I need to eat. It was just madness, complete madness, and um, just all ways to try to control and manage my body, my weight, um, and ultimately, like, how I felt. I just had this illusion, like, if my body feels, like, clean and perfect, then, like, I will. Um, and it, it was, like, actually, like, the, the thinner I got or when I would get to those places, like, the, the lonelier I was because it took so much out of me to, you know, be in the restrictive phases, to be over-exercising. It's like I couldn't participate in life. Um, and it wasn't what I, like, imagined it to be. Um, and then there's times where I'd be like, screw this, I'm just going to eat. I want to be normal, I'm just going to eat. And, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't control that either. It, but, you know, that would just go on and on and on, um, the eating and binging. Um, I remember one summer I was in New York, and I literally just, like, closed myself up in an apartment. I would, I'd sleep all day, and I'd be up all night you know, eating and um, looking up ways to, you know, try to get a handle on things and control things um, to no avail. You know, nothing Nothing I tried worked. I spent thousands of dollars over, you know, over time, over this, like, period of 15 years, going to doctors, pills, potions. I mean, the only thing I didn't resort to was um, surgery, but I tried everything else, like, pregnant hormones from something, <laughs> um, and uh, I, I finally, it was actually probably, um, I don't know, partway through that, I saw, I found a big book in a used bookstore, and I started reading the book, and I was like, oh my god, I am these people, but, you know, not not with alcohol, but with food. I definitely identify with what they're talking about and how they feel. And I think I even did look up OA that just wasn't near me, and I think I was 21 or 20 at the time, so um, I just couldn't get myself there. And, you know, in hindsight, I'm like, I wish I could have then, but... I think I needed more time anyway to go and try and do everything um, in my will before I got here. So I um, I moved to Los Angeles. I got married. And I was like, I thought that was going to save me. I really thought that, like, being in love and having a husband and just having, like, that, you know, picket fence life was going to be the answer. And I was so disappointed that it wasn't. I was like, you know, I remember once I got out here and I was living with my husband, I'm like, I don't even know if I like you anymore. Like, what is going on? And I was just like, this is not good. And I had a... <laughs> I had a friend who um, was in um, the beverage program, and I saw her working the steps and changing her life. 
and I wanted what she had. I just wanted what I saw happening for her. And I, you know, I had already started getting honest with her and telling her what was going on in my life because, like, before... I thought people knew what I was talking about when I'd say, like, they'd ask me how my day was, and I'm like, oh, I had a really bad day with food. And they didn't know, like, that was, like, a cryptic answer for, like, I ate a whole cake and a pint of ice cream and then a box of cereal and three pieces, you know, toast. Um, but that's what that really meant. I mean, I think they just thought that, you know, I slightly went off of, you know, whatever diet I was supposed to be on. But I started telling her what was really going on, and she, you know, um, was able to, you know, like, be there for me and understand, like, the addict behavior. And, um, you know, when I said to her, I wish there was a place for me to go, and she said, there is. Mm -hmm. You know, I see the meetings before and after mine sometimes, and you should really just go and check it out. So I really, like, I had nothing to lose. I looked up the meetings, like, called ahead of time to the contact person who was like so lovely and spent time on the phone with me and I was just like I don't know what this is but she's like well just you know just come to the meeting today it's at you know it's at one o'clock come and join us so I was like okay I will and I and I went there and I was so nervous so I just like anybody that's new I just like so can appreciate what it feels like to just walk in here um but I'm glad you're here um and I just identified with everything that was shared in that meeting, and I just knew that I was, you know, one of many here. And um, I, I cried a lot through that meeting. I cried a lot through the first few meetings, but I just kept going because um, I, was, I was hearing people that were sharing in ways that, like, I had never heard before and, you know, the brutal honesty of what was, like, really going on. And also, like, the hope of people who were abstinent and had, like, real time in abstinence and starting to have some sort of belief that, like, I could have a life like that, um, you know, and, and starting to hear about the promises and, and what that looks like. And I initially was, like, you know, my restrictive mind was, like, that's it, no sugar for me, that, that's, you know, I can control this, that's how it's going to be, and I... You know, I went home and I ate a lot of sugar. Because <laughs> that was going to be my last time before I started over again. Um, you know, and that just wasn't the way for me. I uh, Somehow, you know, I remember, like, being out on the beach that day and just... I don't know if, what concept I had of God at the time, but I did believe there was something, something out there outside of me. And um, I just got this little whisper that it was just like you know, um, just don't eat a lot of anything, you know, just keep it simple and keep it to your meals that have a beginning and an end, and um, that's really how I started, I ate by the clock, I picked the, you know, the times that I was going to be eating, and that there was a, you know, beginning and an end to my meal, and that was definitely uncomfortable at first, and I would watch the clock, because <laughs> I didn't know when I was hungry, all that anxiety felt like hunger to me all the time, it's like, I need food. I'm going to starve to death in between my next meal. It was surprising to me how many times I would feel like I was starving on the way to a meeting. Like, I definitely need more food. Breakfast wasn't enough. And I would leave the meeting, and I'm like, I'm so okay. Like, it was just feelings that I was having. But I interpreted that as hunger or, you know, like some feeling of being unsafe, and that's what I needed. And then it, it was a few weeks later, um, 
I had like a first sponsor, but it wasn't a great match. And I heard my my current sponsor speak at a meeting, and I was just blown away by what she shared. Um, and it was, you know, for her, it was really this this concept of like letting go completely of like what her body looked like. And for her, that looked like initially because um, she had come from a restrictive, you know, bulimic background as well, of, like, gaining weight in program and and being okay with that um, and letting that go. And then it slowly, you know, without trying to control or manipulate it, by working the program, working the steps, um, her body was just, you know, right-sized or God-sized. And... Um, I wanted that. I knew that's what I needed to do, you know, to just, like, let go absolutely. And it was, like, terrifying at first to think, like, I wasn't going to have that, like, next diet book or exercise program or whatever I was going to do to try to control it. And at that time, I called her, like, Monday to Friday, and I called her every day. And I had to, t- you know, remind me of your story. Remind me that this works. Because it was, like, so uncomfortable to let go of that. Um... And to feel at times, you know, my clothes are getting tighter. I have to do something about this. And she'd be like, God can take care of it. Just work the program. And um, so that's what I did. I got right into the steps. I didn't waste my time when she would give me, you know, um, step work to do. I, like, just jumped right into it because I wanted the recovery. And, um, you know, with the fourth step, it was so uncomfortable. But I'm like, how long do I want to stay like this? Like, I just want to get through this. So... I did it in a few weeks and then turned it over. And so much freedom came from that. Um, and then it, I almost felt like six and seven were, were worse, like having my character defects like glaring in my face and being um, having to look at those. But, um, you know, grateful again that I spent the time there and worked through those. And I think it was around the ninth step that I started sponsoring, and that was such a gift like, such a gift to, like, give back, and so many times, and, like, even today, it's, like, I get an outreach call or a sponsee call, and it's, like, I'm saying exactly what I need to hear. Like, God is speaking through me to somebody else. It's, like, so often, like, it's a gift for me to receive that call um, and have to, you know, come centered in program um, and share that. And, uh... I still um, sponsor to this day. I, I'm not able to participate as much as I was early on in program. I spent so much time with you know, fellows. I still have, like, some of my, you know, my best friends now are fellows that I met in this room. And um, I still talk to – that's, like, my biggest tool I use is the phone and, and talking, you know, to my fellows and my sponsor because um, I, I had a, a baby a year and a half ago. Thank God I was able to, you know, do that abstinently and, and have a newborn abstinently. <laughs> that feels like a miracle <laughs> and still to this day. Um, but I reach out, like, and I, I think that's, like, one of the biggest things that, like, helps me stay abstinent is honesty. Um, it's, like, whatever's going on for me, like, if I can just name it and share it, and that's not something I could do before I got here. I didn't feel like I would be understood or received or accepted if I told you, like, like whatever uncomfortable or often, like, ugly thoughts and feelings that were going on for me. Um, but, like, I, I'm always met with so much compassion by other compulsive overeaters. 
and um, I, you know, most of the time I get off, you know, if I, if something is going on and I get off the phone, I just, like, I feel so much better if it's not lifted. And um, I also find that writing's like, really helpful as well. And then, of course, prayer and meditation. Um, that is, you know, one of the foundations of this program is conscious contact with God. And... Don't let that word scare you, God. I mean, I think that um, we all potentially have, like, some understanding of that or thoughts about that coming into program. Um, and I could, I would imagine that if I was to ask everyone here that that's probably, like, after being here for a while and working the program, that it, that it changes for everyone into a higher power of your understanding that works for you. And... Um, I, you know, I think before here I played, I prayed to the Santa Claus God, like, please just give me this, or please just make this happen so I can feel okay. And today, I, like, I don't do that anymore. First, because I never found that it really worked. It brought me relief anyway. But it's more about, God, like, please just, like, guide me and walk me through whatever's in front of me. And I, I think that's what I, you know, after having six years in program, first of all, having to lean into other people's experiences, and then after enough time having my own evidence of, you know, having struggles um, and, and getting through them, you know, I have the faith now that no matter what it is, that, like, I can get through it. Um, and that's, like, the biggest gift, I feel, that I've, I've gotten here, and um, I still have to work it on a daily basis. I mean, I I know even right now there's areas of my life that I'm, like, not fully trusting. Um, But I know that God's, like, always there, you know. My higher power is always there, um, waiting, present, uh, when I'm willing to, you know, surrender and, and give it up or... And mainly a lot of times, like, asking for help, um, being humble enough to say, I don't know. I don't know how to do this. Can, you know, can you show me the way? Asking for other people's experience. Um, that was, like, a huge thing in motherhood. I mean, talk about stepping into the great unknown. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how to do this. And I had so much support by, like, the other women in, in this room. And like, that was one of the reasons, one of the catalysts for me coming in, not only, like, realizing, like, I don't know if my marriage will survive if I'm not, you know, getting a handle on my food issues, but I wanted, I knew I wanted to have children, and I couldn't imagine having a child and being that obsessed with my body and food. It literally took up, like, 80 to 90 percent of my mind and thinking, um, and not to mention, the, like, that I was miserable a lot of the time, but, and not present, um, but I didn't really have that much to give anybody else, and, um, you know, it was, it was through coming here and, and learning, you know, to be of service and, and get out of myself that um, I really feel today that I'm able to do that for others. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I want to share. Um yeah, I just, 
I can't say enough about. Um, I'll just give like one more pitch for service. I I took commitments at meetings early on so that I could you know that would get me to the meetings and be a part of and really got me to know like I got to know you know other people and fellows in program. Um, and when the phone felt so heavy, like it it didn't feel so heavy once I knew that like the other per- person on the other line knew who I was or I at least met them and say hello. Um, and I try to make a point now of you know when there's newcomers at meetings, um, going up to them and saying hello because I know how much that like did for me in the beginning of just knowing like I don't know what's going on here but. Um, just having faith like it was working for other people. So I think that's all I have to share. I'm happy to um, take some questions now. So the question was um, how um, my relationship with my, my husband and um, how we've dealt with, with challenges has evolved and changed um, in program. It's a work in progress, <laughs> day at a time. Um, I think that you know the the biggest thing is um, just like working the steps and like keeping my side of the street clean. It's like I don't um, like I used to be very like reactive, or I my way of dealing things with was to really shut down if if something hurt me or I was feeling uncomfortable. I would just kind of like draw a blank and. Um, Today, by having the courage, like, it's, like, practicing that muscle of, like, working with my sponsor and getting honest with other fellows, it's, like, just really being as honest as I can with him and, um, in a loving way, share, like, whatever I'm feeling. And um, that, like, opens a lot of doors because, um, you know, um, and I'll still catch myself in this where, like, a resentment will build about something. But it's something that I'm not talking about. Like, I'm, I'm just holding it all in instead of sharing, like, what's going on. And, um, you know, also taking a look at, like, my character defects is, like, is helpful if something's, like, really going on is to go back and be like, okay, like, what's going on here and, like, how am, how am I contributing to this? Um, so I'd say those are the biggest things. So um, I guess the question was, um, how did I come to the place of, I guess, acceptance of God-sized body? Um, I, I felt like I didn't have a choice anymore. Like, I just couldn't control it. It was taking so much energy for me to try to come up with, like, how my body was supposed to look. And... Um, it was making me miserable. And I honestly, I don't know, like, what the best size is for me. But I know, like, getting, I guess the biggest tool there was being honest, getting honest. It's like, I can honestly tell you if I've eaten too much. Like, I feel it in my body. Um, And that was the thing that, like, you know, like, getting honest and, and sharing about that. So it's like, it's not something I do perfectly, but... If I, you know, food feels uncomfortable or something feels uncomfortable at food, like, I just share right away. Like, I pick up the phone or I text somebody and I just say, like, what is going on? And then it's like it doesn't have to continue. You know, I remember early on, it's like you can start over at any point in the day. It's like that was the biggest diet mentality I had was, like, I blew it. Let's wait until tomorrow or wait until Monday. It doesn't have to be that way, you know. It's like that was one of the 
huge things that like got me through. It's like, okay, something just felt really uncomfortable about my meal. But I don't have to binge and I don't have to keep on going for today. Like I can check in and like, you know, kind of course correct. Um, and it was just like, you know, leaning into my sponsor's experience really in the beginning of this trusting that like her body found its way to like a healthy size. And um that that mine can too and it's really my experience like for the most part I have freedom around what my body looks like and that is a, that is really a miracle how do I cultivate my connection with God um, so like I mentioned many times it's like talking to fellows like I really hear God speaking through other people when I can't um, myself and I didn't really talk much about meditation, but getting quiet is, like, a big thing for me and slowing down my mind and my thoughts. Um, so I often do that when I need to. And writing as well is a way of, like, you know, just, like, really writing whatever's going on. And then it seems like in the beginning it's just, like, all my, like, thoughts and feelings, and then I feel like, you know, God kind of coming through more. And, of course, prayer. Like, I, I will always go back... Um, I, the third step prayer, I, like, I think it was part of my step work was to actually write it in my own words, because, like, sometimes the vows and these and those I was, like, didn't always identify with, but when I wrote it in my own words, and I still say it like that to myself a lot, it was, like, super helpful, um, and I, yeah, I'll, I'll go back to that a lot, it, like, kind of connects me to it more, that I'm just, like, it's, you know, God, like, please let you be in charge and not me. <laughs> What's your relationship like with exercise and movement today? Yeah. So what's my um, relationship like with exercise and movement? So it's, it's shifted more into the, this place of, like, self-care and what feels good and what I enjoy um, versus how I'm going to do this to change my body. And trust me, that took time to get to there for me because that's just, like, I was so used to that for so long. I was like, I'm going to do X, Y, Z to get these results. And um, I don't, frankly, have the time anymore to be, like, planning all my exercise. But, like, when I do, I want it to be enjoyable. And, that, like, you know, that's, like, the gift of, um, like, of, you know, really working this program um, and having the time is that, like, I want to take care of myself. Like, I want to feel good. It's not, like, this... um, like push pull constant you know thing that I was going through before yeah so what does my abstinence and food plan look like and um, have I ever questioned that um, I um, so I generally have a food plan I mean it changed a lot with pregnancy and like nursing my daughter that I couldn't like stick to things so closely but it's generally like three meals and two optional snacks like based on the needs of my body so it's like and my level of honesty (laughs) do I sometimes eat more than I need yeah I do I totally do Um, but the one thing I don't do is say like F this I'm taking all of this to my bed and I'm closing the blinds and I'm going to eat like for the rest of the day um I don't throw in the towel, and that's the one thing I haven't done, like, a day at a time. And, um, yeah, there's times where I definitely was like, whoa, this is getting close to, like, you know, going back to that, you know, like, you know, two, three times and thinking about the fourth serving, and I'm like, no, 
that is really waltzing into like a territory and that's where it's like oh god the phone gets heavy um or getting on my knees gets hard but um thankfully i had the willingness to do that at times i early on too found myself like really like obsessed about food plans there was a while where I, I sent my food to somebody and my sponsor told me to stop because I was trying to impress her like I look, <laughs> look how like fancy and clean I can eat that was just, for me I totally appreciate that that works for some people and it's like brings them a level of honesty but for me it was like my ego like look what I can do and um it was like you know the restrictor in me so um, I haven't done that, like, for a long time. Like I said, if something gets uncomfortable around my food, I share about it right away. But for the most part, um, I'm better off if I'm not, like, having to have a microscope on it. And um, that really just, um, it's, it's kind of like a, a slowing down and really asking God, you know, to guide my food choices. Like, how can I best, like care for my body like I really want to take care of my body today so I can show up for myself so I can you know feel good have energy um and um for the for the most part most days that just like unfolds in a way that feels I have freedom around thank you